Podcast episode 33. <laughs> Just podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More podcast. Yo, take us take us off live. Let me get another go. Trail yeah. Deep Podcast, episode 33. This is Alex Caravan, co-host, co-stock manager of baseball analytics. And I uh, actually had my beer out too early, so I opened it, have not drank it, but drinking a nice Santa Monica. And I mean, I'm not saying nice because I've drank it. I'm just guessing. Santa Monica 310 California Blonde Ale. Lindley. Uh, Lindley, our dear engineer, drive on baseball. Can you hear me with the mask? Yes, they see. Uh, ripping a Georgetown Lucille IPA. I'm trying to, trying to change everyone's drinks mid podcast. You got the Georgetown? Yep. All right, I'm Anthony Brady, uh, primary host, drive on RD podcast, research and drinks, episode 33. For anyone listening to this uh, on audio, just as a reminder, there's a YouTube link in the description below. This podcast is recorded live every Monday, 4 p.m. PST. Uh, click on the YouTube link to watch the live recording and potentially tune in to the next ones. And I'm drinking the Rubens Moorish. Greatest beer on more, this More podcast. fish? Oh, God. There it is. So, so, so we got we got forty minutes for this podcast, right? Yep, we got forty minutes. All right, let's let's, let's get yeah, it. We, um, <laughs> we got less than forty minutes, actually. So this got to be a quick one today. Cool. Sorry about that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, been been a since we did. Uh, you know, the three of us, we can kind of like. Well, we barely still have enough non-black ops related updates to talk about. But yeah, I mean, we've we've had a few guests the last couple episodes, so. If, if you're a longtime follower and a listener, definitely leave some feedback because I don't know about you guys, but I was getting like a little bit conscious of like, maybe, you know, maybe there are people out there that don't like guests. I don't know. And I don't want to give an impression. Now, like, okay, once we land our first guest, now we're going to do only guests or whatever ratio is. Maybe now we, all our new fans are only non guests, in which case I, I'm very down, uh, you know, uh, appeal to the masses and just mm-hmm. completely not talk about anything we're doing and mm-hmm. just talk to guests, just keep asking the same questions. Like, yeah, so what do you got for uh, people trying to get into baseball analytics? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and uh, tell us a little about yourself. Uh-huh. But uh, that being said, yeah, like we'll, we'll probably still be, we'll probably have something fairly similar where we might do more guests and episodes than solo episodes since we're only doing one, you know, uh, one episode a week. And we do have a ton of really cool guests lined up. Uh, that being said, yeah, what, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys want to kind of go into some, some mocap updates that we've been going on the last couple of weeks? Yeah, okay, when you're gonna have to take this i'm still uh editing some stuff you're good oh yeah so um we are currently working on trying to get our our hitting biomechanics or motion capture assessment kind of up to par with um or not up to par but like similar to how we do it with the optical motion capture um with the pitching guys 
And so actually Anthony and Gretchen just on Friday uh, moved some cameras around, put some shields up on some of the cameras so they don't get hit by the ball, um, getting everything, getting the, the processing pipeline and the report and everything kind of dialed so that we can hopefully provide some, at the very least, provide some um, research grade uh, biomechanics with our 3D motion capture system um in the lab without having to do a bunch of adjustments every time so making that process a little bit easier and uh well i think last time we talked about the the lab is in the different end of the r&d cage already so we got that extended uh we have a a bigger bigger spot for hitters and pitchers to be it's long enough to go live in so um yeah yeah hitting biomechanics coming soon uh now we got some some logistics out of the way. Uh, just another another big set, big data set to be able to start uh, working with. So, did you guys have to position the cameras like much differently to account for you know the the area of the swing versus the, like uh, you know area of the pitching motion? No, um, no. The main thing was just to make sure that the position them so that the cameras wouldn't get hit because like okay. in in pitching, I mean, you have like a guaranteed tunnel that the ball's going to go through. <laughs> Hitting, I mean, you could foul off a ball backwards. So just figuring out, like, you know, where to keep everything so that it's uh, the cameras are safe or at least like protected somewhat. So that was the main main thing we had to do there. We should be good to go, at least as far as collections go. So yeah, and then we have to like create some new metrics. Um, working with the training floor on getting like what what positional and, and movement metrics we want to report to the athlete and to a coach if we were presenting the biomechanics report to them. So um, that's kind of the next step after getting getting the collections process all dialed and everything. So um, especially now that we have some more help coming in with interns uh, being hired on, we'll have some more hands on deck for getting more data collected, getting more data processed and everything. So um, yeah, got to yeah, get that all dialed. Pitching, pitching has the... Uh like pitching biomechanics has the benefit of like a decent Existing amount data sets. of uh, just research in the past to like base things off of, you know, like yeah. studies have already been done. Like ASMI has done a lot of pitching stuff um, and everything that's come out of that lab on the hitting side. I don't think there is as much, but at least on the hitting side, it's like a, you know, it's just a rotational movement. Um, and those like exist elsewhere. So it's just like, you know, we can kind of take some stuff from golf, um, other like rotational swinging sports uh, into hitting. I think even like racket sports and stuff um, can can be applied there. But there, I don't know unless you know of many Lindley as far as like research studies uh, looking into like hitting kinematics. Um, I don't. I don't think it's as uh, robust as pitching. Not too much. There's some force plate stuff because force plates are a little bit easier, I think, to measure or like ground reaction forces are a little bit easier to measure in hitting than they are with pitching. Yeah. Because like you're not moving around as much. Um, a hitter's feet are in the in a more like static position than mm-hmm. than a pitcher's, for example, front leg. Um, so there's some force plate analyses out there. I think we reviewed one on one of our early podcasts. But other than that, uh, I think there's pretty pretty minimal amount of kinematic data um, existing right now in previously published literature. Yeah. Outside of things like KVEST or, you know, other just general, like um, kind of like consumer grade technologies that already exist. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. And it, it has been like a tough thing in terms of like, what do we put on the report? Um, 
on the pitching side. I mean, I mean, has that been determined? No, no. I mean, it really hasn't. And so yeah. we're just going to yeah. like figure that out uh, as we go. Kind of like what does matter? What do people want to see? What kind of sticks out the most? At least on the pitching side, we already had an idea of like, you know, even even uh, though you can, you know, you can talk, we, we could talk back and forth about the illegitimacy of like early um, outlines of the event cycle in pitching, you know, where it's like front foot strike, maximum external rotation, all those kind of like things like the uh, arm cocking or late cocking phase. You, we could talk about it. Cocking, about like, a PG podcast, bro. Take it easy. I mean, God damn it. It's just even, even though they did choose to use late cocking, um, the existence of like events in general, just like as a roadmap to start from, is probably more helpful on the, on the hitting side. I don't, I don't know if we quite had that. I'm pretty sure that even in the hitting certification, like we were kind of figuring out our own, you know, definitions of swing cycles, swing events. I don't think there's like a, uh, you know, one out there that's kind of like the standard unless there is now on the, on the hitting side, at least I don't know of any. Oh, oh we're still trying to kind of develop that with the, the pitching stuff too. Like that's yeah. a big, that's a big push for abs, right? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Standardized like definitions, event cycles, events, um, very, very in on that. It would make research so much easier and also just like, uh, research across labs, um, make that like a lot easier to know what actually like people yeah. are saying. Are there any existing, uh, like really well developed hitting motion capture labs anywhere publicly? Um, again, I, Lindley brought up a good point, mainly force paid stuff. I don't know yeah. many that are just like purely optical, um, and just like looking at kinematics. I think there are some, like I, what's the, uh, there's the, there's a book called the biomechanics of hitting. I don't think that used uh, an optical motion capture system. I think it's by like Bob keys or something. Could be, could be wrong there. Have you guys heard of that? I haven't. I've there heard is, of uh, analytics one with a similar title. There is a book out there called the biomechanics of hitting. Um, I do know that, but I don't know of any, like, I don't know of an ASMI style lab that does hitting um, at that scale to the scale that like, Fleisig and co have done pitching biomechanics research. So transitioning to, uh, another thing that we're working on that is not easily replicable or, or, uh, have too many other labs doing it. Uh, want to get into it. Want to get in that modus ball or like modus ball, <laughs> modus with <wind> ball <laughs> corrections. Yeah. Uh, I can talk about it right now. I'm trying to get into, um, one of my presentations right now that I can, I can pull up a visual um, for like the trends just to show. Oh, you're uh, trying to get dirty with the last second screen share. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be... In the meantime, we can, um, we can fill the silence with, uh, other random updates. Caravan, any, any random updates? Random updates. Uh, I mean, I got some non random updates. I was going to, I was going to talk about, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the stuff I keep talking about that I keep delaying or not keep delaying, but keep like, I feel like I'm repeating myself in terms of uh, our, our, our software update should finally happen this week. I, I don't know how many of our listeners are track X customers, but if they are, dude, that'd be pretty funny. We just have a bunch of track X customers that are like buying it. Cause I'm telling you, I like, guess yeah, that's coming next week. And I, yeah. yo, actually last second set of bugs, your boy got some more projects snapshots coming next week, but they finally should be coming this week. Uh, 
we'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it more specifically in my update. But otherwise, uh, things have been like, yeah, things have been getting pretty, you know, uh, like pretty 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 broad again in terms of like our projects since we've gone a couple interns on the R and D side again. So uh, so so on the analytics side, especially, we we obviously interviewed Christian Hook, or yeah, we interviewed Christian Hook a couple weeks ago on this podcast. He's been great. Uh, we also got Noah Thurm and Lucy Gachi, uh, hitting analyst. I think Lusa is uh, currently uh, living in my room as I'm as I'm traveling and visiting some friends right now in SoCal. This is true. Um, this is very true. How is she as a roommate, dude? Give give her a grade compared to me. <laughs> uh, haven't haven't really like noticed anything plus or minus. So I guess good. I think that's good, right? Well, I mean, I'm saying compared to me. Does that mean I'm below average, right? If you say you haven't noticed anything plus or minus, uh, like that's a so caravan um, is the replacement level and she has zero war yeah yeah no i'd say pretty similar um in, in livability me but, and Luis are pretty similar roommates bro that's what you're yeah. that's what you're telling me <laughs> yeah yeah i'm the wrong person to judge this though because i just like keep to myself or i'm pretty relaxed with most things so i wouldn't yeah i'm the wrong person to gauge that that quality so it's tough what? It's also tough because I've also been going to the facility more. So. Oh, you have been. Yeah, I oh, went to the facility. I saw your setup. I just saw your setup over there in a little nook, nook and cranny. Yeah, dude. Hockey Freak Nine's desk. It's my. Yeah. It's, it's my little zone. Got the whiteboard door. Um, it's, it's very. Wait what, what de- wait, what desk are you? I don't know, man. You'll have to see. You'll have to it's see. It's right next to where that printer was in the R and D space, where uh, one of those desks used to be. It's kind of close to York and uh, Ian. It's in between the desk you sit at and where Ian is, Ian yeah. and, and Garrett. Yeah, but it's like not on the okay. turf. It's on the it's on the like. The yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, are, are you in, are you more in on that than employee space? Also, it's an extremely the, the extremely space riveting is, conversation for people who have not been in the, yeah. the, the new the, facility. The employee offices were all like uh, taken up, so I didn't have one, so I got to set up uh, out there. So, but it's good. It's chill. Yeah, no, I spent like a bunch of days at the facility last week. Um, was working on the. So I mean, that, that means setup. that means I'm a better roommate, right? Because because like my presence like drags you more to the house. You want to spend more time working. <laughs> There's an argument for that. There's an argument for that. Yeah, I'll agree to that. I'll agree. Screen share time. Yeah, Rip ready it. when you are. Oh gosh. There we go. You see it? Yep. Fire. So this is just an example um, from our from like various modus investigations um, and our plyo our plyo study data that we've talked about previously, where we just had athletes throw at near max intent with various uh, plyo, uh, plyo care ball weight. We measured their uh, kinematics, obviously, and then we calculated their their joint load uh, at the elbow and. Uh, basically found a trend based on ball weight. And we found that as the ball gets heavier, the stress tends to decrease, which uh, you can see here on the right plot. You can see with the lighter balls, the stress is higher. Then they trend downwards towards an average of 100 Newton meters at the one kilogram ball, which is the green ball. And then we collected a bunch of data on the floor to do our- Lindley, Lindley, I got one big criticism for you, my man. What's up? One big criticism. Left side- New capitalized kilograms. Right side. Oh damn, dude. I mean, is it a different kilogram? Is that is that a no, I mean there's probably a different abbreviation because otherwise yeah. it'd be the same, right? <laughs> yeah, they would be the same. Uh and so we did something similar with Modus. We had guys 
wear the modus sleeve or sleeve, but or the strap actually. Damn it! The, Damn it, caravan! <laughs> you got, I got literally so rattled. You did? What? Damn. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that as the ball weight goes up, the main um, torque measured estimated by modus goes up uh, as well. So, um, we see since these are since these are like backwards, they're opposite. Uh, we're going to try to do our best to correct this so that as somebody throws with weighted balls um, with the modus sensor on, we see a more real trend or what we think is real based on yeah. um, our internal database with uh, 3D motion capture and other published data sets as well. Yep. Um, so that's something that I've been working on in the last couple of weeks or actually the last couple of months as we got this, this Plyo Velo data set on the left uh, collected. And I'm uh, gonna try to get get that implemented into the the modus system and get that get the workload models uh, working because since workload is based on torque um, accumulated over or like throughout a throughout a training session or throughout a, like uh, three thirty days, um, if torque is being estimated incorrectly, then workload models are gonna be uh, incorrect. And then prescription or training prescriptions based on those workload models are going to be incorrect. So um, we're going to try to fix that up here here pretty soon and uh, get it dialed. Yeah. So past research and our lab says that, right? Yeah. Torque should um, go up as ball weight decreases. The lighter the ball, typically the more torque, more more uh, more peak. Yeah. Elbow more peak stress. Moment, right. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then as the ball is heavier, it should should go down. Yeah, we were seeing in modus the kind of like opposite. That, mm-hmm. that that just has like so many implications for a normal training day where you do throw a lot of the one kilogram ball, a lot of the four hundred and fifty gram ball. the The workload is actually lower on that day compared to what you know modus has been. And Lindley, you want to talk about how, like, what the system kind of is going to be for for these corrections and what any customers or any users can expect to see? Yeah. So uh, basically, we're just going to do our best to to make it. So we're basically assuming that the since the five ounce um, the five ounce work or stress torque estimate from Modus has been validated in ver- in our own data sets and also. Uh, third-party validations and whatnot that have done been done previously. We're going to assume that's uh, accurate um, because it's been validated, and then basically extrapolating both ways from there based on these trends. We're going to um, adjust torque values in uh, modus based on how based on the ball weight and how the ball weight compares to the five ounce. So if it's heavier and it's it would typically be overestimated. Uh, or overestimating torque because the ball weight's higher um, with modus, then we would deflate those uh, torque values basically. And then uh, the opposite for the light balls as well. So we can hopefully find a better trend or a more accurate trend to what we see with uh, motion capture, motion capture lab with the elbow varus moment. Um, and then once we, once we can be sure that the, um, the trend we're seeing is, is kind of uh commensurate to what we see in the in the motion capture lab then we can kind of push it and, and try to help improve the workload model also what do you guys got on my uh big my big black my, my big cursor large cursor 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, man, pull it together. I need you to talk about tech agnostic expected woba. It's like. <laughs> Right, so, anyways, one of the big, one of the big things, one of the big, one of the big things that we've been doing for the batted ball reports on, or sorry, for uh, the dribbling hitting snap, half snapshot. Sorry. Focus up. Put it to get pulled together, man. Okay, so so one of the things we've we've talked about is um, the re- and the reason this thing is so long to get into production is uh for our dribbling hitting snapshot we're doing like uh we're ideally like i mean there's, there's a couple of technologies out there battle ball technologies swing tech technologies kinematic technologies um but we want to kind of allow users to pair whatever they're using in gym so if they're using like either hit tracks trackman rapsodo those are the current options we'll have and then either blaster dk and then k vest as an add-on it's kind of stuff i've covered before but one of the things i wanted to do and uh afford and like the reason kind of like reports have been pushed back is be able to drop in XWOBA metrics for like any combination of technologies, not just have it based on, because like, you know, classically XWOBA for people maybe not aware. Uh, I mean, hopefully most people, most of the listeners of the podcast are aware of WOBA, which is a more representative uh, sabermetric indicator of a hitter's, you know, productivity and skills. And it's based on it's based on a certain set of values on MLB data. So usually like a walk will be 0.69, hit by pitch will be 0.72, because actually ironically like a, a hit by pitch actually creates more runs over like a large sample of data. Uh, a single will be 0.89, so forth. And XWOBA tries to predict what your role would be just based off exit velocity and launch angle. And a couple other things. XWOBA is the, the idea is without actually knowing the result. So if someone's like swinging a bat on a hit tracks, like hit tracks itself uses a form of XWOBA because it kind of gives you a result. And you could do a WOBA off, off hit tracks results. Like, you know, you're looking at a long sheet of hit tracks uh, data and people have singles, doubles, so forth in there. And you can kind of put together an X or uh, like a WOBA result, but really it'll be an XWOBA. So from uh, my point of view, since I am looking to try to make like these hitting snapshots as tech agnostic as possible, I will, or like I, I want to be able to give an X Woba, even if it's trackman hitting, rap soda hitting, so forth. And one of the features is going to be like an X Woba heat map. And the like the interesting thing, and what's like I said, what's been, what's kind of like dragged on this process a little bit is that a lot of these technologies do have diff like slight differences and you know maybe ones will be a little bit more clumped on velocity readings because they're projecting it too you know some are directory based radar based whatever but they're they'll have like different clumps of exit velo or launch angle or actually interestingly bearing like the horizontal launch angle or launch direction or bearing or whatever you want to call it is slightly different so like traditionally where like something like a like a negative 45 for a right-hand hitter is just down the line on left field, 45 down the line on right field, and then for lefties it's switched. But ideally, like you're thinking like the negative values are, are pull, the positive values are oppo. Um, between negative 15 and 15 
is usually middle. So it, the the project has been a little bit more involved than I initially thought because I've had to uh, create different weights for all those all those values and be able to like kind of put everything on the same scale. I don't want like someone that, that hits on trackman hitting and then Rapsoda hitting has those same pitches, uh, three EVs lower and then shifted five degrees over, you know, like not that it's that extreme, but like there are slight differences and anybody, I encourage anybody who uh, really wants to get an nitty gritty. I mean, it's a, it's a tough combo too, or it's not a tough combo, but it's like a tricky combo because some of it, there may be mysteries on one. I'm not, you know, you don't, you don't want to have a mystery on Rapsoda hitting and be like, Holy shit, rep sort of hitting is 30 degrees off on then track man hitting. But to try to give the most encompassing uh, centralized idea of X Woba, we've had to like kind of play around a little bit with the, the metrics. And I, I can talk a little bit more. Like I, I think I think like a couple of dozen podcasts ago, I used to be a little bit more uh, you know, hush hush about like some of the models that that go into like some prod tools and models. And I'm certainly not giving out the exact same, the exact like formula. Cause I think those, those are proprietary, but, uh, a, a lot of the, a lot of X Woba from those technologies, if we're using the same metrics across multiple technologies, it has been, it has been pretty heavily focused on what I just mentioned, uh, exit veal and launch angle, which I think are no brainers for most people that are in, you know, into the weeds on hitting tracking technologies and have an idea of like what, what derives X Woba, but also, but also the adjusted bearing angle. So usually that involves like putting lefties and righties on the same scale and then using that, like, uh, you know, using that degree as an additional variable to, to factor in X Woba. So yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, a little bit of a sneak peek in, in one of the projects I've been doing that this student see it, see its way onto edge and track X, but also just like a consideration for when you do have, whether you have hitters or trainees or whatever context you're in, and you do have uh, separate tracking technologies running at the same time, and you want to put everything on the same scale, it's really, really key. And I think just for overall understanding of the technology, I think it's really, really key to see what, like what technologies track certain pitches or certain hits or certain swings slightly differently. So that has kind of been the, yeah, I guess that's like kind of my update and what I've been working on. How similar are the the data sets? So, like, assuming that uh, you have to derive different weights for for the different technologies, are they just like you try to pair as many? Like, this guy has data on these three, so that we can uh, create like weights based on that, or is it just you're like separating each of the data sets or the, the data set um, for like each technology and separating into playing levels, and then figuring out weights based on that? Or yeah, there's a couple ways. I mean, an easy example of an adjustment could be say you map track you take you have three other swings that are on trackman hitting and rap soda hitting and then you know from from the same hitters and then you just notice like okay rap soda hitting is traditionally one ev lower so you know you just got to take that in consideration whether padding it a little bit or just like regressing it and in terms of standard units right rather than like this guy hit 89 ev factored into his x calculation this guy is hitting 0.7 standard deviations above this tracking technology's mean EV. So like, you know, it's now it's in normalized units. Uh, same, same thing goes for like, honestly, like, uh, like the bearing angles were, uh, pro- were probably the biggest consideration for me when looking at everything. And it's, it's a model, like I'm going to, I'm probably going to push it to, uh, I'm probably going to push it to production and then keep fiddling with it. Cause I think, I think it's really interesting. And I think in general, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. And, and, a, and a trend I, 
I started a, a while back with the uh, expected exit velocity from the the blast and DK metrics and swing profile. I want to uh, like I want as best as possible to kind of map certain ideas, proprietary metrics and metrics across like tracking technologies to allow people not just be like, oh fuck, I have I have hit tracks, man. Like I don't know, I don't know what that means. You know, I don't, I don't know what the expo bound that is, but yeah. Um, so you'll be able to overcome the like hit tracks doesn't look at spin. Like you'll be able to overcome that with being able to pair pair those. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not factoring embedded ball spin into expo calculations right now. Oh, okay. It's embedded it, it, ball spin is like uh, fairly explainable by the bearing and the exit velocity. That's, like that's batter ball, ball spin, batter ball spin, like uh, Ellen Nathan's wrote, wrote a bunch of papers on this, but like batter ball spin peaks at a certain like bearing and EV and then like kind of has like a parabola around it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. And then you said you wanted to continue tinkering with it after it's, after it's like pushed and in, in live, what's the best way or like, what are the like methods you do to validate it or to like uh, figure out where to improve it? Do you just like compare it to in-game statistics from from guys that you have data on, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of a lot of those, a lot of like uh, sabermetric-based metrics like that, like have to start in in the public data realm because right away you have, you know, millions of max intent, uh, you know, accurate data points. So you like build it from there, and then. Like, yeah, you, you, exactly. You can validate based on like the translations from tech to tech and then look at like w- whatever error metrics you do. Uh, like usually like, you know, like a, like two eat, like the two kind of basic ones would be like some sort of like accuracy, accuracy, uh, diagnostic, like mean absolute error, mean squared error. And then like some sort of directional thing, uh, you know, could, could be, could be a Pearson correlation. Um, could, could be a more like specific type of correlation or like, a court like you know year-to-year reliability thing of a few things but but uh hopping on an article review before yeah. we get before we uh start getting wild at the time here and no more uh, jokes no more <laughs> dude, dude no more. I, I didn't i didn't mean to say i didn't mean to say that dude you guys make fun of me for my curse the size of my cursor all the time All right, I'm gonna go over the abstract. I actually didn't get. Uh, I haven't been through this paper in in extreme depth um, yet, but I thought this is very interesting, especially with sleep being such a hot topic these days. Shout out Dean Jackson, um, the sleep leaderboard. But this this study um, out of South Africa did a did a comparison of some sleep measurements and how sleep quality measurements basically. And then they did some description work with like, um, sorry, I'll, I'll, uh, it's called get sleep or get stumped sleep behavior in elite South African cricket players during competition. Um, and this is out this of is a banger ass title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, out of, Ro- I, slept, I slept three hours last night, by the way. <laughs> I, it, and, and I got stumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you still look good though, because of the beard. The beard makes you look like you're uh, awake, awake and alive. Out of Rhodes University, the beard. Huh? Oh, the beard. I was like, dude, I shaved. I, I was surprised you didn't. You guys didn't say anything. No, I just did say something. I said okay. you shaving the beard makes you look look alive and and uh, and awake. All right. 
Um, basically, they did some de- like descriptions uh, of like on the road, the sleep quality was on average this, and at home it was average this. Um, they did uh, it was on twenty six elite South African cricket players, and then they also did some correlations. Um, they also did some correlations. Sorry, people are talking to me through the window. Um, of between sleep pre-match sleep and then match performance. And they found that with hitters, not so much, uh, not as much bowlers, but with hitters, there was a significant uh, correlation between pre-sleep match onset, sleep onset. So like how long it takes you to fall asleep basically. And then poor one day batting uh, strike rate. So that would be a negative uh, or like worse uh, or higher strike rate would be worse. Um, So basically the longer it took you to go to sleep, the on average the the lower or the the worse your strike rate strike rate was and then there were also moderate correlations between better uh better batting averages and longer pooled average total sleep so the total sleep time um average sleep efficiencies and then uh subjective sleep sleep quality scores as well um so there was there was a few different surveys they used and um I actually don't know what device they use for um, actual sleep measurement. Yeah. Um, the the oh, turkey tur- test. Oh, turkey's post yeah. <laughs> Spooky. Uh, procedure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a questionnaire for the subjective times. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I just had someone in the room watching them. Yeah, yeah. Like did it with every five minutes. Yo, are you asleep yet? Did it with video. Yeah. Uh, They're using Edgertronics. No travel information. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's got to be super um, weird with all the flights too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they they when found did the study get released? It was very recent. Uh, it was just popped up on my stork notifications in June, June of this year. That is very recent. So you still you still posting stork notifications on Basecamp? Yeah, it's every like uh, it's every couple of weeks, couple of weeks or so, um, because I don't get as many now, especially that are applicable to baseball. But um, yeah, I've been tracking my own sleep. Did I sleep way worse than I thought I did? What kind um, of stats you putting up? By like five and a half, usually on average total sleep, five and a half to six. Whoa, really? Like, yeah, and then only only like fifteen minutes of deep sleep. It's it's absurd. I didn't realize you're yeah. sleeping that little. No, I'm like in bed for seven, you know. But uh, for whatever reason, it says. What do you I'm think? Like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> That's a what is forecast? Yeah, thinking about correcting weighted ball measurements. Expected woba. <laughs> Cursor size. That's right. That's right. When's your uh, When's your bike trip starting, Kara? <laughs> Different caravan. Different caravan. Oh, interesting. I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta I gotta go on bike. Actually, 
Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, four I'm minutes talk, left. I'll, ta- I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it next podcast. I'll talk about my trip next podcast. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, do you guys want to talk about Bowers? Bowers start? Yeah, we got three more minutes. Or I mean, I don't know. I said start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of still season. the start of a regular yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Only only a third of the season through. Yeah. I think I hope he has a shot at the Cy Young. He's on pace to have a shot at the Cy Young. I think it. Uh, I feel like it's pretty locked. Well, it's not supposed to be based on playoff numbers, right? Yeah. It's, what do you mean? I don't think the what? with the play the playoffs they wouldn't like tank his chances, would they? I mean, no. So I mean, uh, I'm, I'm like theoretically they're not supposed to, but yeah, I'm like, pretty sometimes. sure it's like a lock uh, at this point, especially after getting the the short rest start. He threw on three days. Is he? Is he? I, I think. I mean, I just went to. I mean, I don't know. I, it depends. There's like some some bad like Cy Young predictors in there. I mean, I think Darvish is still in the convo. Um, mm-hmm. Darvish is in the convo. Uh, Kershaw Kers- doesn't have enough innings. The Grom. Uh, yeah, one bad start. Yeah. Um, Max is Max Freed in the convo. He's two point two five ERA. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, actually, one, uh, honestly, much better podcast than this podcast, uh, <laughs> or the episode was, or like that episode was Dan and I went on the D one baseball podcast, mm. uh, last, last week. No, not last week, week before that. And we talked about, like, I kind of, I, I kind of, they kind of lined it up for me, but they were talking about like, just like training and stuff in the off season. And I, I hit a, I hit a nice like riff there on modus and just on like how impressive like Bauer start or Bauer season has been. I know I said start twice now, given that like clearly a lot of players like did not take the offseason that seriously or just yep. thought like they, they didn't have to, like they thought taking it seriously was like relaxing and, you know, not like tearing at their arms or whatever. Right. So I, I, I think, I think this is like, I'm, I'm really happy it happened this year. Cause I think it's a huge boon for the idea of workload manage, management and people being able to ramp up their, you know, people being able to ramp up their workload, not just like, Oh yeah, you know what? Like I'll, I'll be even more fresh. I won't have thrown for like three months, yeah. and, and clearly, like that's not the case. And it's like, I mean, we—it's been clear to us that that's never been the case. But like, at least we've been, you know, we've been talking about that for a while with like less clear yeah. indications, and yeah, Bauer's short day starts and everything. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, really pumped. Like the way, the way, like they have uh, the, the way it's panned out. I kind of yeah. want to see if I can pull up before this podcast, and I want to see if I can pull up some uh, betting odds on Cy Young. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I forgot about uh, Shane Darvish. Bieber's a lock though. Shane Bieber's a oh, lock for yeah. sure. Shane Bieber is a lock on yeah. the other side. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking Dar- of speaking of locks, yeah, Darvish is uh, Darvish is there, and I think I think Degrom was close, but I think he is uh, like last start wasn't wasn't strong enough to. Uh, all right, all right, all right. give me give me next thirty seconds. Uh, give me some guesses on what what uh or, yeah without looking anything up. Give me a guess on what kind of. What kind of favorite is is uh, Bauer? Well, it's tough because I, I have they updated since his last start. Uh, assume yes. Assume yes, and I think Bro, uh, we got we got forty seconds. We got forty seconds. I would say like Bauer plus one fifty, Darvish close, maybe less. I guess. DeGrom, plus one fifty. Okay. Degrom. What, what, what do you got, Lindley? What do you got, Lindley? We got to end the podcast in ten seconds. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I start a timer. I start a timer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. What What do we got? 
I don't know, dude. I clicked on a thing that was from July six. I'm gonna I'm guess plus plus one ninety. All right, we'll we'll figure out we'll figure out what the betting wait, odds wait, are wait, for Trevor Bauer. I got it. I got it. On the I got next it, episode of the Driveline R and D podcast. Thank you.